podcast, so we're gonna we're just gonna bring up with start again with Isaiah and post those as soon as we can. <clears throat> Everything we know about Jehovah God is in this book. Everything we know about the Christian life is in this book. It's not what I say. It's not what some smart people say. It's what God's Word says. He has to say it one time for it to be true. You've all heard this before. I just want to reiterate. God's Word says it one time, and it's true. And and He doesn't have to go back and say it again, but He does. Uh, But it's true. It's true. We don't know why. God chose Abram. He said, Abram, if you'll get up and go to a land that I'll show you, I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. I'll give you this land for an inheritance forever. Forever. George Schultz, you've heard me say this before too, when he was Secretary of State for Nixon, and Golda Meir was Prime Minister of Israel, He says it's hard to negotiate with somebody when with, about land when they said God gave it to us, and that was that was go to my ears uh, stance. God gave it to us, and it's ours. <clears throat> Isaac, he wasn't on the horizon. Sarah, an old uh, older lady, they didn't have any children. God says. Your seed will be as the sands of the sea. Sarah got ahead of the Lord. Hagar was her her handmaid. He says, have a child by Hagar. He did. The child's name was Ishmael. Turn to Exodus chapter 17. And we'll... It's uh, page... Ten in the in your little Bible, <clears throat> page ten, Exodus chapter seventeen. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I said Exodus, didn't I? Genesis. I'm sorry, Genesis chapter seventeen. Not what I say is what I mean to say. <clears throat> page page eleven. Okay. It is page 10, but anyway, you've got it there in front of you. Chapter 16, verse 4. You with me? Okay, chapter 16, verse 4. He went in that Hagar and she could see. Verse 9. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angels of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants... <clears throat> so so that they will be too many to count. And the angel of the Lord said to her further, Behold, you are with child, you shall bear a son, you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heeded your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him, and he will lead to the east of all his brothers. Chapter 17. 
verse 19. Go up to verse 818. And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael may live before you. But God said, No. But Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly he shall become a father to twelve princes I will make him a great nation but my covenant I will establish with Isaac with whom Sarah will bear to you this season next year <clears throat> a wild donkey of a man Ishmael. He said in verse 12, everyone's hand will be against him and he will be against everyone. He will lead to the east of his brothers. <clears throat> Islam is directly related to Ishmael. God knows what's going on. God's in control. He's in control of the world situation today, just like he was then. We'll say more of that, more of that about that as we go. Turn to John 4, John chapter 4. Now, it, the little Bible starts re, 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 um, renumbering in John chapter 4, and it's page 73. <clears throat> Chapter 4, verse 4. And he passed through Samaria. Verse 7. There came a woman of Samaria to drink of water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you being a Jew, Ask me for a drink, since I'm a Samaritan woman, and no Jew, and Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. Let's get verse down to verse twenty. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, "Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father." You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is that the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, the Lord brought a group of Israelites. They were Israelites at that time. Seventy people.
from the loins, as scripture says, of Jacob. Went down to Egypt. They stayed there for 430 years and came out 600,000 men plus a mixed multitude. Scholar says that it was about 2 million people on the exodus that came out. So God said, Abraham, you get up and go to a land that I'll show you and I'll bless you. Ishmael is out of the picture for the time being because it's all about what I'm going to do for my people. Now, he chose them for a variety of reasons. One, a channel for us to have our Bible because everybody who wrote in Scripture, say Dr. Luke, was a Jew. <clears throat> he wanted to have fellowship with his highest creation, us. And he had to come into the human family. And he came in Jesus in the, in, in the fullness of time. <clears throat> so, uh, God chose these, and he brought them out of Egypt. And they had the Exodus, which is a high watermark for the Jews. Coming out of, uh, of Egypt and uh, being, being there at the, at the Passover and crossing the Red Sea, that is, that is where they always come back to. And God came back to it. He says, remember what I did for you. I brought you out of oppression. I brought you out of bondage into a land of freedom. His plan was to go into Canaan. That's what he wanted them to do. But they, they circumvented that. Let's go to our chart now, and let's start with Exodus 19, and we'll, we'll walk through this. There's a lot of scripture we're going to read, but I don't want you to miss the fact of what God said and what he's done. Exodus 19. Beginning with verse 5. Now then, you indeed obeyed my voice. We've talked about this word obey. Obedience. Obedience. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And these words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all the words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. He said, if you want to be my people, obey me, and I'll bless you. And he said, we want to do that. Chapter 20, verse 1. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And here's the Ten Commandments. Number one, you shall have no other gods 
before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make for yourselves an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers of the children on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing loving kindness to thousands of those who keep who love me and keep my commandments. Obey me. Don't have any other gods before me. And you shall not make an idol of anything. Joshua 24, chapter um, verse, excuse me, page 179. Verses 14 through 24. Sandra's going to read that for me. Before they even really got into the promised land, Joshua was giving them a warning. You won't, you won't put away foreign gods. He said, oh yes we will. We're, we're going to do it. And he says, your own testimony is a witness against you. We just heard, don't have any more gods before me. And he, he started out here in, in verse, verse 14. Put away the gods which your father served beyond the river in Egypt and served the Lord. Okay. First Kings. First Kings, page 249. 
First Kings chapter two. First Kings chapter two, verse two. As David's time to die drew near, he charged Solomon, his son, saying, I'm going the way of all the earth. Be strong. Therefore, show yourselves a man. Keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways. Keep his statutes, his testimonies, his ordinances, excuse me, his commandments, his ordinances, and his testimonies according to what is written in the law of Moses that you may succeed in all that you do wherever you turn, so that the Lord may carry out his promise which he spoke concerning me. If your sons are careful of their way to walk before me in truth, with all their heart, with all their soul, you shall not lack for a man on the throne of Israel. Here it is again. Obey. First Kings chapter 9. First Kings chapter 9, verse 1. Gail's going to read that for me. Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gideon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication which you have made for me. I have consecrated this house which you have built by putting my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you will walk before me, as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, just as I promised to your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you or your sons indeed turn away from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them and the house which I have consecrated for my name. I will cast out of my sight, so Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone who passes by will be astonished and hiss and say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and adopted other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore, the Lord has brought all this adversity on them. Chapter 11, 1 Kings. Pat Rutgers is going to read for us. Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women, from the nations concerning which the Lord has said to the sons of Israel, You shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you, for they will surely turn your heart away after their gods. Solomon held fast to these in love. He had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned his heart away. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods, 
and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcon, the detestable isle of the Ammonites. Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did not follow the Lord fully as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the detestable god of Moab, on the mountain which is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the detestable god, idol of the sons of Ammon. Thus also he did for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Now the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he should he did not observe what the Lord had commanded. So the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you. I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Okay. Same chapter. Let's go down to verses 41. rest of the acts of Solomon and whatever he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the acts of Solomon? Thus the time of Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all of Israel was forty years. Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of his father, David, and his son Rehoboam reigned in his place. I want to go back to verse 11, or chapter 11, verse 7. High places. We'll see. We'll see this. God had instituted the tabernacle, and He says the tabernacle is where you're to worship, and it's where you're to sacrifice, and it's where you're to come, the center of where I am, the holy place that was there, and the holy of holies was there. Solomon built Solomon's temple, magnificent Solomon's temple. They say it was just. From what we read in Scripture, it was absolutely gorgeous. And that was the place of worship for all the Jews. All of Israel was at the temple. <clears throat> Solomon built high places. <clears throat> That's altars to foreign gods. Anytime you see high places in Scripture, it's an altar to a far foreign god. Uh, not the temple but it's an altar to foreign gods. So here we have 40 years that David served as king in Israel. 40 years that Solomon turned served as king. Those 80 years were the golden years for Israel. Everything was lovely. They had peace on every side. They were rich beyond measure and it was it was utopia, absolutely utopia. Solomon died. Rehoboam was his son. <clears throat> All right, let's look at chapter 12 there. Um, Bill, have to read that for me here. Verse 1. 
then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. Uh, let me stop you, darling. That's a long We're running out of time. We need to have about an hour and a half of summer school. <laughs> anyway, we'll pick up here next week. Do you see the thing so far? You obey me. You obey me, and I'll bless you. They just could not. There's a, there's a lesson for us as we go through these things, as we see... Where, where this is going, and ultimately a divided kingdom. Uh, there's a lesson for us. Somebody says if you don't, if you don't pay attention to history, history will surely repeat itself. <laughs> it has in the past, and it will again. Remember, God's still in control. He's still in control. But when people intercede, when they intercede to God, things can change. Let's pray, and we'll go from this place, and we'll pick it up next, next, next week. Father, we thank you for all you are. We thank you for this time. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for being with us. We ask that you'd bless us as we go to the further service, and we thank you for everything. For it's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.